Hi, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I am a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. Um, I work with clients all around the world, predominantly on Skype or Zoom. We also do some sessions on FaceTime or WhatsApp if that's easier. Um, And my work is focused on core wound healing, sacred union work, life purpose work, and also block clearing and coaching sessions. Uh, There's some new sessions that are going to be coming your way, including plant medicine aftercare and a fast track uh, program. Um, But the information is yet to be put out there on the website. But if you're interested in any of those, you like the sound of them, then please do drop me an email. So thank you to everyone who listens into these podcasts. And also thank you to everyone who sends in suggestions for the kind of topics that you would like to see covered. I do my very best to ensure that they are covered in one way or another. Sometimes it's a bit tricky because the topics that I'm asked to cover are actually quite specific to a certain situation or an individual. But I certainly feel into the resonance of what you're asking and then put it out there. Um, So please keep sending those suggestions to me. For people who've asked how to support the podcasts, because all of this is provided um, for free and at my own expense, then there's a donations button on the website. Just click on the home tab. There's a drop down menu and just click on the donations button and you can donate as much or as little as you like. And all of that money goes straight back into creating more content for you. So today's podcast is focused on free healing and the title if you like is why free healing doesn't work so this is a controversial subject I feel um, because I think if you go on the internet these days and you especially if you are looking for your um inspiration on social media you can very easily get free healing free activations free clearings free healings group healings you can join facebook groups you can join insta groups you can um, sit in on calls you can do all of that and there are also you know if you just kind of google it there's loads of websites out there where you can join mailing lists or you can send your name your location details of what's going on for you and ask for healing. Now, I have talked about in previous podcasts why free healing doesn't really work. Um, and I'll briefly cover that again. And then I'm, I'm just going to go into some specific details about it. So years and years ago, when I first attuned to Reiki, I remember, so I just done my level one in Uzui Reiki, and my Reiki master said to me, um, I was, I was, my homework was to go off and do some case studies. And she said, um, how much will you charge when you, when you do your case studies, and I said, "Oh, I'm not going to charge anything. I'm just going to like I'll just ask for a cup of tea," and she smiled at me and said, "Oh, okay. So you think that your healing is worth a cup of tea?" And I just didn't think that healing was something that anyone would want to pay for or should pay for because it came so easily to me and it felt so accessible. Like all you had to do was connect in, and and there was the source of healing for you. And I'm sure I've told this story before, but. I'll briefly cover it. So my very first case study was someone that I knew and um, uh, we had arranged that in return for the healing, she would cook me lunch, which is a really nice exchange. So I went around, she cooked me a lovely meal 
And then we did the healing and the healing was a very profound experience for her. She experienced lots of different emotions. There was a big block that was cleared for her. It was really powerful actually. And um, I was really sort of stunned at the fact that it was so powerful because it was my first in-person healing and I was just starting out and I didn't even think it was going to work. You know, I, I was, I was still testing out this, this modality called Reiki. The session lasted an hour in total, but probably longer because I talked to her before and after and made sure that she was grounded and she felt safe and comfortable and so on. And, um, she, I was sort of tidying everything up and she went away and she came back and she, um, gave me some money. Um, and she gave me quite a lot, actually. She gave me, I think she gave me something like 40 pounds, but I hadn't asked for any money. And I, I said, no, no, no. Like we just said that, you know, you would, you would cook me lunch. And that was the exchange. And she said, no, I feel that what you have given me deserves to be honored. Like you deserve to, to, ha to get an exchange for this. And if I had more to spare, I would give you more, but this is all I can afford right now. And I was so unbelievably touched by that. It was, it was so profound for me that, um, she felt that that was the value of what I had given her. And of course, because she valued her healing, it had a profound effect on her in the weeks and the, the months after our session. And when I started out as a healer, this is kind of how it worked for me. I set a very low base limit. I charged £30 an hour. Um, the room cost £10 an hour and I made 20 And that was my profit. And I didn't see that many clients. I just saw whoever wanted to see me and I booked people in. Um, I didn't charge them for my travel. I didn't charge them for the time that I spent traveling to and from the treatment room, which took an hour. So in total, I was giving four hours of my time and getting paid 20 pounds for it. But I didn't really look at it that way. I just wanted to help people. And what used to happen in my sessions was people would just give me more. So I would charge 30 pounds. And then I remember one time a client turning around and giving me double that and me saying, no, 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 that's that's not my rate. And I remember him saying, no, that's what your healing is worth. And this is what I want to give you. And then it sort of snowballed. And, and I, I accordingly set my prices on what people were asking me to, to set my prices at, you know, what people were saying the healing was worth. And I've always done it that way. Um, and I've and now my my sort of my price range, if you like, is based on what I've been told, but also what I believe and know that the healing is worth because I know that the profound changes, I know the profound changes it makes in people's lives. I've seen it, I've experienced it, I've witnessed it. Um, and I know that it's worth that. I also know that when the healing is honored and there's an exchange for it, that what happens is so much more powerful than when it's free. So my first Reiki master told me this story about Mikai, Mikaui Uzui. I've I'm sure I've pronounced that terribly, um, who was kind of like the founding father of uh, Reiki. And he was a Buddhist monk and he went into meditation for a period of 21 days and these Reiki symbols were revealed to him while he was fasting and meditating out in nature. And he realized that if he meditated on these symbols, he was able to send healing, distance healing, he was able to clear blocks and so forth. So he came back to his village with this information and because he discovered this incredible thing, he wanted to share it with as many people as possible. So he started giving out free healings. And what he realized was that the healings didn't stick, that people would come to him 
and they would get their healing and then you know a week later a month later their lives were disintegrating again because they were going back to their old bad habits they really weren't honoring the process they weren't seeing it as something that was worthy of their energy or their time or um, payment in some way so he created a method of exchange and this is an ancient method. And again, if we lived in a society where, you know, paper money wasn't our only way of exchanging for things, then um, we would still be doing this now. But we don't. Everything is run by by money, really, by the energy of money. Um, but So people would exchange with him. You know, they'd give him food or they'd give him shelter or they'd build, you know, build him a house or they'd they'd barter, basically. And this is how it happens in communities still all over the world. This is how it happens in ancient communities. This is how, you know, mystics and seers and our healers are able to be nomadic and, and travel and assist others and get all their needs met because people are so grateful for the healing that they say, well, what can I do in return? You know, can I give you food? Can I give you shelter? Can I, what, how can I help you in some way? We haven't got our heads around this yet. You know, we kind of go, oh, I don't have the money. So either I can't afford it or I need to look for it for free. We don't really think, well, what else could I offer in exchange? You know, maybe I have a skill, maybe I could um, offer something. I've always said, I, pretty much from the day I set up my business, was that if someone was going to offer me a skill that I really needed in exchange for a healing, I would accept that offer. But no one's ever really, people have said to me, oh, I have no idea what I could offer you. But there's lots of things I could think of. I could do some help with my accounts at the end of every year. So anyone got any accountancy skills out there, any accountants that want a free healing, come my way. You know, it's not free because there's going to be an exchange. Um, there's lots of other things that, you know, we could do with assistance for and with in our lives. Not everything has to be around the energy of money, but we get so fixated on that. So exchange. ourselves out to give thanks so sometimes on my facebook page i'll say you know i'm giving out little bursts of reiki healing today if anyone wants to sign up for this say yes below but in order to be eligible for this pass it on so tag three people that you know that could do with some help or pass on this facebook page to other people so you know we can build a greater audience and when i do that sometimes the response is like zero and when I just say, who wants free healing today? Honestly, the response is off the scale. But the, people come out from left, right and center saying they want a free healing. But the minute you say, well, what are you going to give in exchange? It all goes terribly quiet. And it's that terribly quiet mentality that is destructive when it comes to healing. It's toxic. Um, and it means that the healing doesn't work. It means that you're treating it like, you know, um, a, a pastime. You're treating it like something that is um, lacking in reverence, in sacredness, in importance. And if you treat it that way, that's the result that you're going to get. There's a few things around free healing that I want to bring up. The first is when you engage with free healing, you have no discernment. Because your baseline is free, 
You're not really looking at the credentials of the person who's offering this free healing. You're not really checking into their energy field. You know, do they feel clean? Do they feel authentic? You're not really thinking about, you know, the fact that you're giving blanket permission for a complete stranger to start to meddle with your energy field. You have no baseline because your baseline is I want it to be free, which is why lots of people get themselves in a lot of hot water and get tangled up with quite toxic healers, dark healers, because they, a baseline is I just want this to be free. Um, the second thing is, you know, free healing is sometimes used as a way to entice people in, in a kind of addictive way. So if you're always going on someone's website or their social media page because you want a free healing or a free reading, you're now kind of addicted to something. I mean, this is how d drug dealers get their clients. The first hit is usually free. And then once you've got that hit and you're addicted to it, you're now going to come back and say, can I have some more? And they go, yeah, of course you can have some more, but this time it's going to cost you. And then the prices go up and up and up. And a lot of healers, in inverted commas, dark healers, will use the same tactic. So there'll be free readings, free healings, free activations, free meditation groups. Um, you'll feel like you're part of something. But if you want to actually do the deeper work, it's called funneling. It's a, it's just a business tactic. You will then um, you will then have to pay. And then this is when people start to fork over huge amounts of money, which they can't afford or they can afford for no guarantees. Um, everyone's done it. We've all done it. I've done it myself. And it's a rabbit hole. It leads you nowhere. You're better off engaging with a healer who has boundaries from the start, who says, this is my time, this is what my time is worth. Because if they value themselves and they value their time, they're going to value you. They're going to be boundaried with you and they're not going to screw you around. Um, I think one of the most toxic things about free healing is the attitude of the healer. So I've been, I do offer free healing every now and then and I genuinely mean it and I will do it when there's, crisis in the world and I feel like people are struggling and I kind of do it to give people a bit of hope but I don't if you if any if you go on the website and if you go on my social media you'll see it's very rare that I offer that every now and then I'll find a really nice deck of cards that I like and I'll offer a free reading because it's kind of fun and I like creating that energy but I don't really offer stuff for free because I know that it doesn't work when there isn't an exchange and I don't want to create that energy around my work because I believe that my time and my expertise has value. And I value myself. I value who I am as a healer. And I value my clients who value me. Um, but I did a while ago join um, quite a well-known group. They're out there on the internet that offer free healing. I've used them in the past myself. Years and years back when I wanted to send healing to a family member. And I just couldn't afford it really. And I was kind of just you know, trying out stuff and thinking maybe this will help. And I think I probably used them for myself as well way back when I was kind of, you know, getting started on the path. So I joined as a healer. So I got to see the back end of it. And um, I mean, it's amazing the number of people that request free healing every week and for some really intense stuff that really cannot be addressed in a free healing. I mean, they need one-to-one -one attention course they do and that's what they should be seeking they they would be better placed saving their pennies and if it is pennies I don't mean that in a derogatory way saving their pennies literally for six months to you know book in to see someone who can really help them rather than doing it this way but I do understand when we're in crisis we reach out for help and try and find it in any way that we can 
But what was most toxic was every week you would kind of get a rundown of um, the cases that you were assigned. And I, I didn't mind that at all. I was happy to take on the cases and send healing and do it with love and, and full power. But our sort of group leader or our case leader, whatever you wanted to call them, every week would send us an email saying, well, yet again, we can see that there's been a big influx in people asking for healing. And none of these people are taking responsibility for their own healing journeys. They're expecting to be saved. They're asking for things that we cannot possibly help them with, like promotions and houses and relationships and jobs. Um, but, you know, we just have to do our job. So already the story that's being created is that the people that are requesting these healings are disempowered, are kind of parasitic in some way. Um, and already that creates a really toxic environment for the healing to take place. Like I, I found that the most toxic element of this. I didn't want to judge the people that were asking for free healing. And I was actually being told to judge them. And the reason we were being told to judge them was because they were asking for free healing for some really massive stuff. Now, when I put this podcast out there, it's not to judge anyone that's asking for free healing for massive stuff. It's to say that if you ask for free healing for massive stuff, it ain't going to work because it's not specific to you. You haven't engaged in the healing process. You haven't created an exchange. You're not engaging with wanting to assist yourself. You're wanting to be saved. And healing is not about saving you. Healing is about empowering you. And what is more empowering, compare it, is it more empowering to click on a link for free healing? Or is it more empowering to pick up that phone or send an email and say to an healer, um, hi, I need help, please can you help me? You know, which is more empowering? Of course, the latter is more empowering. But what we tend to do is the former. And it's the former that leads us down rabbit holes, which don't um, take us anywhere useful. So I think, you know, free healing as a concept is a wonderful thing, but unfortunately, it's, it just simply does not work. And my advice to anyone out there who's seeking free healing is to think twice and thrice before you press that button or join that Facebook group and to really, you know, really think about what it is that you want to heal in your life and what is it that you're asking if you're asking for a new home, if you're asking for money, if you're asking for a relationship, if you're asking to heal cancer, if you're asking to, you know, um, heal trauma from your past, a free healing from a stranger is not going to do that. You need to carefully pick and choose the healer who is specialized in those areas that you wish to address. You need to build a relationship with them. You need to honor their time and in so doing, honor your own. And from that space of sacredness, the healing will spring. Because healing is universal and all the healer is doing is opening you up to your unique blueprint that allows you to access that healing at any given time whenever you need it. But a completely anonymous person or someone that you think you know on a social media group simply cannot do that for you. It's a very um, contentious topic, I realize, because there are some people that passionately believe that healing is free and um, it should never be charged for. And to those people, all I can say is, you know, it's not the healing that's being charged for. It's the healer's expertise and time and training and dedication and um, effort and clean space. Um, it's all of those things that we pay for. You know, it's the attention that they give to us. It's how they make us feel. 
So conversely, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, like there's some healers that will, you know, charge ridiculous amounts of money or any amount of money for a healing, but they make you feel disrespected. They don't give you enough attention that you feel that you need, you know, and sometimes you're like, well, why am I even paying this money? I'm not even getting what I need in return. So you've got to feel that um, the service that you get is good value as well. Um, you know, there's healers that I've stopped working with because I feel like they just want me for money and they're not really giving me the aftercare that I need. And I think the aftercare is equally as important as the sort of excitement of I want to book in for a healing ka-ching. So pick wisely, pick mindfully, pick with sacredness, pick with integrity, pick with authenticity, and your healing will work. Do a Google search and send requests off to five free healers hoping that that's going to shift something and nothing's going to shift in your life. Or if it does, it won't last. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, abundance and peace. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.